This is Killstreak. Group 2, this is Killstreak, episode 118. I'm Eric Gosselin, joining me here as always, Mr. Mike Price. Mike, how are you? I'm okay. I don't even remember what Group 2 is a reference to. Oh, it's their, uh, it's the group of the, the, not the convicts, the military. Oh, it's, what's his Mental fucks? patients. Oh, the loonies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, they're, they're called Group 2. I call them the loonies. <laughs> that's very sensitive of you. Well, that's what we're they're ar- called in the movie. We're already talking The Predator from 2018. That's the movie we're covering today. The Predator. The Predator. And then also we'll be ranking our... Uh, our we'll be giving our canonical ranking of the Predator movies and giving our superlatives. So stay tuned to the final segment for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we've got a lot to cover. I had a lot of thoughts about this movie. Yeah, this is the first time for you. That I've had thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> no, first time viewing. Yeah, you're right. I did. I celebrated. Wait, you have, you, you have stuff you want to say? Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very... It's. I am surprised... That you had ni- you had never seen either of these last two movies. Do you want to defend yourself? Um, defend myself. Uh, Playing this tw- one on your son, right? Maybe. I um. I, I I'm fine leaving well enough alone. You know what I mean? I I'm fine. I'm fine with a movie having a movie that I love, uh-huh. and then a sequel that I like. Okay. And then never going back to it again i don't i don't feel which is funny because i'm doing it we're yeah. doing a uh, a <laughs> podcast series about like not doing that <laughs> not doing that but it's like i don't know i just assume that most of these movies are going to be bad sure. um so unless i hear they're amazing yeah i usually don't bother um unless like you know i have an, an abundance of time on my hands which i don't usually okay. which is part of the reason why i really like doing the podcast um even though you keep trying to end it, uh, <laughs> is that it forces me to like watch these things that maybe I would would never have sure have watched. Yeah, I mean, you know, same for me. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just sort of thinking about. We were just talking about series that we haven't covered yet, and this is not one we're going to do. Certainly next. Uh, I don't think we have any designs on when we'll do it, but Hellraiser is an interesting series. Yeah, it's a really long series. It's incredibly long. And the first one, spoiler, is like one of my favorite horror movies. Mm -hmm. And then the second one's pretty good. The third one I remember being sort of bad. And then I haven't seen the other six. Yeah, yeah. Which is such a strange thing when you're like, it's like I love Hellraiser. It's so good, but you kind of know. You're like, well, I would have heard if one of them was good. I think if you catch me early enough, mm-hmm. like for Halloween movies, for instance, 
I would watch all of them because I did have a lot of time and I had yeah. the desire to watch them all. Youth. But then you start getting into the 2010s and it's mm-hmm. just like, well, I don't, I can wait for this, I guess, at some point. It's very fair. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we jump right into this? Let's jump into it. Okay. Uh, the Predator, released in 2018, was directed by Shane Black, mm-hmm. uh, ghost writer of the first Predator film, and... Oh God! What was his character's name? Um, oh, I don't remember. He's he's telling all the big pussy jokes. Yeah, he's the big <laughs> pussy guy. He uh, he was on the Sopranos. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll look Hawkins. Him up for you. Hawkins. Hawkins is his name. Yeah. So that's Shane Black. Now Shane Black in the in the eighties was, I think both the most famous and the highest paid screenwriter in Hollywood for a period of time. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, He wrote Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2, which were his two biggest hits. He also wrote The Monster Squad, Mm -hmm. uh, which was well-received, and I am a fan of. Um, Mm -hmm. And he also, we talked about the sort of... uh, ghost what what's the word they use it's a it's not punch up that's comedy it's like script it's like a script doctor yeah yes he was like before he started writing these big hits he was also like the go-to script doctor which is sort of what he did on the first predator movie um then he starts to slump a little bit uh the last boy scout which is is not that bad. It's but it was not. I don't think a huge hit. Last a, action, yeah, yeah. Last action hero, which is a famous bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the long kiss goodnight, uh, which is actually secretly good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think was not a big hit. And so that's like the beginning of his nineties, and then he kind of disappeared. Um, and. I think he just sort of, to the best of my knowledge, kind of walked away from stuff for a while. And when he came back, he came back as a director. Um, mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, 2005. Yeah, I like um, that movie. It's a good movie. A lot of people point to that movie as jump-starting the uh, renaissance era of Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Yep. Um, and... They would work together again uh, in 2013. Uh, uh, Shane Black wrote and directed Iron Man 3. Mm. And then he did The Nice Guys in 2016, which is a pretty good movie, I think. Yeah, I like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, And then this is the last thing that he uh, directed. And I don't... And I think Rit wrote Rit. Um, So this is... uh, Yeah, he's he's been kind of quiet for a few years and... That may be due to the fact that this movie was not well-received. Um, no. I remember it. Like I said, I didn't see it. I remember yeah. it not getting good reviews. It got very bad reviews. It yeah. got very bad reviews. It also did quite poorly at the box office. Um, estimated budget of $88 million and it made $51 million in the U.S. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And you know, I mean, that's not always an indication of a bad movie. There's there have been uh, critical and box office bombs that were like, Absolutely. "Hey, this is actually pretty good if you reevaluate yeah. it." 
is it before it's time perhaps uh, ahead of right. its time that's that's the word i'm looking for we'll see um so anyways he wrote it he uh, or he directed it he co-wrote it with fred decker who is the director of the monster squad mm-hmm. um he is also the director of Killstreak favorite Night of the Creeps. Yeah. Um and an uncredited script doctor on Demolition Man. <laughs> Ooh. I wonder if he came up with the three seashells. Yeah. He also directed Robocop three. It would be cool if he did the three seashells. Um, Is it three seashells? It, yeah, two. Oh yeah. It's the three seashells. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe if he came up with like the sex, the way they have sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I would also be cool. Um, so anyways, these guys get together and they're like, (laughs) yeah. Um, so I think this got announced maybe four or five years before it came out. So it was long gestating, uh, but black was uh, attached from pretty early on. I think almost from the beginning, this, this also marks the return of producer John Davis. I know people are very excited to hear that name. Um, (laughs) He, uh, there are some incredible quotes here, especially with the added context, the hindsight of knowing how this movie was going to perform. Uh, here's one from, from Shane Black. Uh, he, he, he says this is a, an event film which aims to elevate the Predator series. It's an hmm. attempt to eventize the Predator again, to make it more s- mysterious. Hmm. Uh and it would re- mark a return to the intimate scale of the first movie and hope to achieve the same sense of wonderment and newness that Close Encounters had when it came out. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the CEO of 20th Century Fox, Stacy Snyder, said about this movie, We've got a Predator film coming out that is unexpected and utterly fresh. I just imagined that it would take 500 hours to read the script, that it would be interior jungle, exterior more jungle, and then fighting happens. But Emma, who's a producer, went out and recruited Shane Black. From the first page, it didn't read like a Predator film. It's set in Mm -hmm. suburbia. There's a little boy and his dad at the center of the action. Mm -hmm. There certainly is. All that is true. To which I ask Stacey Snyder, is that good? Yeah. Is is this what you want out of a Predator movie? It doesn't read like a Predator movie? <laughs> just a question. I'm just asking questions. Um, yeah, it's not a good sign. It's never a good sign when someone's like, yeah, we got a new, let's just say, Jurassic Park movie coming out. It's yeah. nothing like the other Jurassic Parks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even dinosaurs. I don't know if that's like a profitable um, way to, to attack things. Um for the fourth time in this series, Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about reprising his role oh, as Dutch, man. but did it's not. It's funny do it. that he, I mean he's he's really uh, they've dusted him off and put him in the various mm-hmm. Terminator movies. Yeah, but he never returned to Predator. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I. It sounds like some of it was money at some points. A lot of it was scheduling because a lot of these movies came out while he was the governor. Mm. So he could not be in them. Sure. Um, I think there's like some sort of rule that you're not even allowed to. Um, but I, I mean, I will say that the series as a whole 
you got six movies. Four are hard canon, and two of them, you know, are trying to be part of the uh, the franchise fully. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm pulling this statistic out of my ass, but I think in six movies, we've never had a returning cast member. I think that's true. Yeah. The only one that even has the continuation of a story is AVP to AVP Requiem. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, theoretically, you could say that the Predalien appears in the last scene of the of the first AVP and is in the second one. But no, 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 you know, some returning actors underneath the suits. But it's like, how do you make six movies? How do you make this movie in 2018, like a legacy sequel, mm-hmm. and you don't get anyone who survived any of the movies yeah i mean i guess it doesn't make sense for adrian brody's characters because he's stuck in he's stuck on another whatever what if he gets off what if he shows up at the end in a predator ship he crashes it and he's like i just got back from their planet they're coming for us or some shit you know that's a better ending i'm already blowing my thoughts (laughs) is it uh problematic that i put the adrian brody snl jamaican accent as an interstitial between segments last episode wait wait, you did that i did oh no (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that oh boy well let us know right in at killstreakpod at gmail.com do we need to spank eric or send him i'm a bad little boy (laughs) we're sending you to killstreak hr um, <laughs> <coughs> um I will say I I don't think this this really pokes any holes in my in my in my statement that I feel bad about but uh the woman who survives the first movie appears in brief video footage in Predator 2. Oh, really? I don't remember yeah. that part. Yeah. And also this movie comes about as close as you're going to get Amongst the very large cast, we do briefly have an appearance by Jake Busey playing Sean Keyes. And although it is never explicitly stated, Gary Busey's character in Predator 2 was named Peter Uh, Keyes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's implied that this is his son. And Mm -hmm. it is, uh, in fact, his son, Gary Busey's son. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, let's do a quick lightning round of the rest of this cast. Um... If you start from the bottom and go up, it's very impressive. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, everybody loves her from Chuck. She's been in other stuff too. I forget what. You got your Jake Busey. Alfie Allen, famous for yep. being Lil- Lily Allen's little brother. Reek, um, uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, Theon. Game of Thrones. Uh, Thomas Jane, the great Tom Jane, like Thomas just wants Jane, his, just wants his kids back uh, as Baxley. Sterling K. Brown um, plays the the government hard ass. He's great. Um, yeah, he's really he he might be. I think he is. I'll say this: I think he is the most. Well, not the most. Some of the other loony guys are also on the same wavelength. But like Sterling K. Brown, people like to use this phrase. He knows what kind of movie he's in. Yeah, yeah. I, I really did enjoy him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and, and I mean, he's a great actor. He's 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 been in a lot of really solid stuff. I've never watched This Is Us, but people seem to love it. But, he's really uh, good in uh, The People vs. OJ. Agreed. Yeah, he plays Chris Darden in that. Chris That's Darden, a great yeah. role. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Olivia Munn. <laughs> it's Casey mm-hmm. Brackett, evolutionary biologist. Keegan-Michael Key. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first sizable role I can remember him in in a movie. I'm sure he had them before this, but I just don't remember them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, before Key and Peele, I wasn't very aware of him. Yeah, well, this is post-Key and Peele. Yeah, I know, um, that's what I'm saying, yeah, so I, right, I wouldn't right. have picked up on yeah. it. Yeah, I'm looking at his, his resume. I guess he was in Horrible Bosses 2, which rings a bell. I think I saw that movie. But I don't think I saw that one. Anyways, it, I don't think it was a big role. Either way, uh, he's... Uh, demonstrated in places other than this movie that he's a funny guy. Um, yeah, yeah, very funny guy in yeah a lot of, a lot of other things. Uh, regularly working, very in demand child actor Jacob Tremblay, uh-huh. um, who I think sort of hit the scene big time uh, as the the child lead in Room, which I still haven't seen. Um, I just uh, I'm not big on punishing movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen Room. Um, I'm sure it's maybe pretty it, good. It, I mean, it's, yeah, well, I'm sure it's, it's not, good. It, it, it's not a movie I'd say like you gotta rush out right. and see Room. You know, it, yeah, it's just my my whole thing is when somebody's like, I'm like, hey, what's that movie about? And it's like a woman and her child who are locked in a room by a kidnapper for the whole movie. I'm like, no, I don't want to yeah. watch that. Why? I don't want to watch that shit. Um, can I give you? Can I give a, a brief spoiler of Room? Spoil the shit out of it. Okay, guys, is if a, you don't is want Is it a room, sci-fi movie? <laughs> no. If you don't want room spoiled, skip ahead about 30 seconds. Uh, they get out of the room, like, halfway through the movie. <laughs> halfway through? The, it's not oh. fully in the room. They should call it building, then. Yeah. <laughs> the room situation gets resolved. <laughs> okay. Like, earlier than you expect. It's a real fake out, yeah. yeah. He's, um... The thing I know him best from is Good Boys. He's pretty funny in that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. That's a solid, like, B-tier comedy. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the two highest billed actors in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Travante Rhodes, who is in Moonlight, which I have never mm. seen, and I feel bad it's about. It's good. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. I should watch it. Uh, it's not a statement about anything other than I just haven't seen it. Um, You're afraid of it, like you were the Wiz. That's right. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, this is no disrespect to his abilities as an actor. Uh, just like I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know him, and he mm-hmm. is second build in this movie. First build. Boyd Holbrook yep. playing Quinn McKenna, our lead. Uh, our charismatic watch, lead. Y- yeah, did you watch Narcos? I watched the first season. Okay, apparently he's in it. Um, yeah, he is, yeah. He's like the main uh, character. I've never seen it. I think he has a small role in Gone Girl. The only thing I remembered him from was uh, Logan. And I remember him being uh, kind of annoying in that movie that I liked a lot. I love that movie. Yeah. 
Um, but he was definitely not a part of Logan that I was like, oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, in Narcos, I I, I, rec- I knew I knew him from something, and I realized it was Narcos, and he mm. is very... You're like, oh, this is definitely not quite... This is this is a streamer's attempt at a prestige yeah. TV show. That's how I feel like, about fucking everything on Netflix. Yeah. I, I mean, as my former and about to be current employer i respect netflix <laughs> yeah i have their their documentary series are top their notch. documentary series some of them are quite good that yeah. is true uh some good stuff sneaks through every now and then but it's like you know i don't know ozark could be the best fucking show ever and i'm never gonna watch it I'm i'll gonna... say it's not yeah. <laughs> i finished it and i'm like i am free from ozark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not interested in watching anything that blue um, it's so blue. <laughs> All right. Um, and then this is some crazy shit. Other cast members, actress Francois Yip, who briefly appears as Cullen in a Project Stargazer operative, is apparently the woman who played Ms. Utani at the end of AVP Requiem. Oh, wow. Um, there was a stunt woman who appeared in films in scenes that were filmed but not used who was supposed to be portraying Ellen Ripley. What? Um, and an adult, uh, also an adult newt. Oh, so they're doing some retconning for aliens? Yeah, yeah. apparently there was an alternate. Yeah, like a second alternate ending that was supposed to tie it into the alien <sighs> franchise that they dumped at some point. I thought that was what. I thought that's where the ending was going. Yeah. I thought in it was the going. final scene somewhere um and apparently edward james almost was in this movie at one point and they he cut was all edward of james almost in this movie <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pretty good stuff um yeah shane black was really hyped on this his whole thing was like he was like i'm going to find all these different ways to tap different movies in the series and bring those elements in to like weave this giant web of predator mythology um that was his intention Um, Mm. whether or not he achieved that we'll find out in a second this was shot in the couve um yeah you got very couvey vibes yeah yeah (laughs) what is it like it's like what's whatever the opposite of every town usa is it's like (laughs) not a town usa (laughs) not not an american town (laughs) yeah yeah um and uh yeah what else to say it tanked at the box office reviews were pretty terrible um but is this an underappreciated classic does it deserve a critical reevaluation let's wait and find out okay We have a word. Let me guess. He's done something crazy. Show me again, I want to break your neck. Welcome to the Looney Bus. McKenna. Nebraska Williams. That's Coyle. That's Lynch. With Mercs. Why are you here? I don't think you believe me. Come on, man. I had a run-in with a space alien. This fucking guy is crazier than the rest of us! <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? 
That's the thing that killed my men. Alien. Guess who's back? It ain't a fucking question. Can't go with me by when the presence of a living legend. Predators. They exploit weakness. Tracks its prey. Like a game. Seems to enjoy it. That's not a predator, that's a sports hunter. Well, we took a vote. Predator's cooler, right? Fuck yeah. Do you have a plan? Ex-sniper with PTSD and a team that's mental? You're insane, right? Yeah! Gentlemen, they're large, they're fast, and fucking you up's their idea of tourism. Figured something out, I think we're gonna die. Just pointing it out. My big boy's a hunter. He brought his dogs with him. September 14th. A Predator ship crash lands on Earth. U.S. Army Ranger sniper Quinn McKenna and his team are attacked by the Predator while on a hostage retrieval mission. McKenna incapacitates the Predator and has parts of its armor sent off by mail to prove the existence of extraterrestrial life. At the behest of the government, oh sorry, at the behest of government agent Will Traeger, McKenna is captured and held for examination. Traeger also takes a predator to a lab for experimentation and observation, recruiting evolutionary biologist Casey Brackett, a.k.a. Olivia Munn, to study it. Uh, Brackett discovers that the predator contains human DNA as part of its genetic makeup, and her primary task is to discover how. The predator awakens, breaks out of its restraints, and kills the lab workers and armed guards, but spares Brackett the only unarmed person before escaping. McKenna is bussed off with a group of other government captives, including Marines, Nebraska Williams, Coyle, Baxley, Lynch, and Army helicopter pilot Nettles. Witnessing the Predators escape from the lab, they hijack the bus. Taking Brackett with them, they head over to McKenna's estranged wife, Emily, where he expects to find the Predator armor he mailed off. He mailed off. However, Rory, McKenna's autistic son, has gone trick-or-treating in the armor in hopes of avoiding detection from bullies. McKenna and the others find his son just in time to stop a pair of predator hounds from ambushing the boy. McKenna kills one of them by shooting a grenade into its mouth, causing it to explode. Nebraska unintentionally lobotomizes the other dog after shooting it in the head. I didn't put together that's what happened. I think somebody says lobotomy at one point. Oh, I guess I missed that. The Predator chases them into a nearby school, and they start to give the Predator armor back. Uh, Predator's armor back when another, much larger and more powerful (laughs) Predator arrives and engages the first in combat. The group flees, and the second Predator kills the first before setting off to retrieve the lost technology. Brackett concludes that the Predators are attempting to improve themselves with the DNA of humans and presumably other planet's inhabitants. She mentions that the larger Predator generates an exoskeleton that renders him highly resistant to damage, even from weapons of Predator technology. The team flees to an abandoned barn, 
but Traeger finds and captures them and shares his theory that the predators anticipate that climate change will end their ability to retrieve human DNA for further hybridization, and as such are scrambling to retrieve samples before it's too late. After seeing, sorry, seeing Rory drawing a map of the space, to the spaceship, Traeger takes the boy away to go to the ship. The team escapes and goes after him with the help of a now docile brain-damaged predator hound. Once all have arrived at the crashed ship, the second predator arrives, kills Lynch, and explains through translation software that it will destroy the ship to keep it in, out of their hands and then give them all a head start before it hunts them down. The Predator quickly kills several, several of Traeger's soldiers while mortally wounding both Baxter and Coyle, who then euthanize each other. <laughs> Traeger tries to use a Predator weapon on the alien, but accidentally kills himself in the process. Um, the Predator ta- I would just like to jump in add a mm-hmm. brief detail for anyone who hasn't seen this and isn't going to watch it, that you quoted a funny line... Uh, when we were not recording, the predator specifies that there is one hero amongst them that he has identified. Yes, McKenna. <laughs> and and so he says he appoints McKenna as their leader. Um, yes, basically, yeah. So, anyways, uh, continue, please. And so, you think it's the McKenna. The army sniper, but no. The predator takes Rory, recognizing his autism as an advancement in human evolution, which makes him a worthwhile subject for hybridization, and flies away in his ship. McKenna, Nebraska, and Nettles land on the ship's exterior, but the predator activates a force field that slices off Nettles' legs, and he falls off the ship to his death. Nebraska sacrifices himself and slides into the ship's turbine, causing it to crash. McKenna sneaks into the ship as it crashes and attacks the Predator. After the crash, Brackett arrives, and the three manage to overpower and kill the Predator with its own weapons. They pay their respects to the fallen comrades with trinkets, representing each one before heading off. Sometime later, McKenna and Rory are seen in a science lab, watching the opening of cargo found on the Predator's ship, which a scientist indicates was left behind on purpose. A piece of technology floats out and attaches itself to a lab worker, working as a transformative predator killer suit before deactivating. Realizing the first predator was trying to pass it on to humanity in order to make it a fair fight against the larger predators, McKenna indicates that he will be the pilot to operate the suit. Do you, uh, did you write down specifically how he indicates it? Oh, did I? Um, I think I just wrote... It went full Iron Man or something. The ending <laughs> yeah. is Iron Man? Question mark. Um, uh, yeah, his, how does he say it? His quote is so fucking dumb. I, uh, you guys, it's like it's my new suit, dumbass, or something. <laughs> like it's it's better. He, um, hold on, I I'm on the right page and I know the word I need. <laughs> so Doctor Yamada, referring to the <laughs> suit, says, "What the hell is that?" And McKenna says, "That's my new suit, Bubba. I hope they Bubba, got that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, he calls him Bubba, and he says, "I hope they got it in a forty-two long roll credits." Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that is the recap of the Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, blood and guts check. Who should go first? 
Well, I guess you should go first. One, because, well, I don't know. I feel like everybody knows what I'm going to say because I've done a terrible job of concealing my feelings about the movie up to this point. Sure. So is it more interesting for you to go first or for me to get this foregone conclusion out of the way? Get this foregone conclusion, because maybe I disagree with you. Okay. Let's see. This movie fucking sucks. Um. Yeah, I was about to say, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> like, the one, the one nice thing that I'm prepared to say up top is that it's shitty in a lot of unique ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we've covered other movies, and I have complained to no end about sort of cynical cash in, um, you know, thing, just completely uninspired, no point of view, you know, things that are only designed to make money. This movie is like half that. And then it's half utter chaos that does not cohere and does not work at all. But, but at least you can't say that, that they didn't take some swings. They did, but they, missed all of them uh okay so why don't you go (laughs) yeah uh, some of my top line notes i wrote as i was watching it uh this movie suffers from everyone being too pretty and then in all all caps the tone is so weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it wants to be spielberg and then did shane black write this in a weekend (laughs) was he forced to direct this at gunpoint and then it looks like a Marvel movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, this, I would say, because we don't really cover those kinds of movies, so we don't get to talk about this stuff much. Yeah. Other than casual dismissals of, like, where Hollywood has gone. But the end, like, the last act of this oh movie... Oh, my God. Yeah. ...is just, it is the worst kind of, like... CGI action chaos like you can't yes. tell what's going on it's nothing looks real you completely you know any ability to suspend your disbelief disappears because it's just like what am I watching a video game cutscene it's a fucking like, CGI nightmare yeah everything looks so so shitty yeah um, it, like um, the predator looks bad his blood looks bad all of the blood looks bad yeah. Like there is a barely I don't think there's any practical blood. Maybe some of the real drippy stuff coming out of them when they're stabbed yeah. and crap. Mm-hmm. But man, it is just a CGI fucking extravaganza. Yeah. And I want to go back now to this quote from the CEO of 20th Century Fox who you know is is basically just saying it is unexpected and utterly fresh. It didn't read like a Predator film. And Shane Black somehow has the balls to say that this movie would mark a return to the intimate scale of the original film. That's absurd. Like, this is the most complicated shit imaginable. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it all takes place in one town, I guess. Is that what he means by intimate? Cause I guess it is this this movie is like the polar opposite of the first one and everything that made the first one successful. Um, it it's I'm sorry. Are, are you no no still please making... please go hand off. the The tone is so glib. Mm-hmm. The the it's it's trying. It's kind of a comedy. It, it's yeah. really a comedy. Um, 
but a very very unfunny comedy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody can, they just cannot keep up with the dialogue. This they're like, because Shane Black is really good at writing snappy dialogue, right? That like actors like Robert Downey Jr. Uh, or um, Val Kilmer or somebody can mm-hmm. deliver. Yeah, very clever, talented actors. But, like, what's the guy's name? Holbrook? Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook in Olivia Munn. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, he is just fucking glowering and being a smart ass through the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. It's so annoying. She fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry for any Munn heads out there, but she is so preposterously cast as a fucking scientist. Yeah, this is like, this borders on. Uh, Dr. Christmas Jones from <laughs> played by Denise Richards. And I, I don't know if that's the world is not enough or uh, tomorrow never dies. It's one of those. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, I think, yeah. Although the last line um, of that movie is great. Do you remember what it is? Of, of, no, of, I don't. of that bond movie. <laughs> He's no, it's off. They, they're being intimate and off screen. Pierce Brosnan says, I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> that's really good see that would made this movie better absolutely that's a quality of writing that's missing here yeah i mean i don't know we could blame a lot of things this movie went into production like a year after the surprise success of deadpool and i feel like its dna Mm. is kind of all over this yeah like oh we can make a really big budget r-rated mm-hmm. violent movie because yeah. it is very violent it's it probably is, yeah. it's the most violent of the predator movies agreed yeah but it doesn't like i that's not really giving it credit i would if it were like mm. practical effects sure but it looks so stupid it all feels like, oh. meaningless it's all empty mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i guess yeah. it's it's violent but it's like you know it reminds me of i've been watching we haven't talked about this on the podcast much i won't spend too much time on it. i've been watching love death and robots the netflix series um i haven't heard of it it's all digital shorts it's created by david fincher yay and tim miller the guy who made the deadpool movies oh, okay. um but he's a big vfx guy too i think i think he came to directing via sort of the effects world and so it's an interesting show because they're all shorts. They're all between like five and 15 minutes for the most part. And it's basically just sort of like cutting edge digital technology. Uh, and some of it looks amazing. Some of it's like Pixar quality and some of it's like sort of uncanny valley shit. And some of it has a more animated, you know, feel. Some of it is like legitimately animated. Um, so it's very hit and miss. But sometimes they'll do these uh, it's it's I think one of the core tenets of the show is it's supposed to be kind of sexy and violent and dark. Um, mm-hmm. So like, like an Aeon Flux. Yes. Yeah. Except like there's sex and nudity and stuff. And um, but the violence of Aeon Flux, obviously, which, by the way, Aeon Flux, we should watch that again. That was. Oh, yeah, we really should. Wasn't that awesome? Am I wrong in great. thinking that the original cartoon was amazing? I um, loved it. Yeah. But anyways, my point being that it's like there are sequences or, or I should say episodes of that show where it's like so many people die in these really horrific ways. And it's just like 
I'm just like meh, munching popcorn, like whatever. Uh huh. Because it's not real. It's all, uh, you know, it, it's all just fucking vapor. And that's what this it, movie feels like. The flip side of that, mm-hmm. uh, I know you're not caught up on Barry, or you've never even watched. No, Barry. I've seen the first season. Okay. I liked it, but it was too depressing, and I couldn't get excited about watching the second season. Well, the third season is extremely depressing. <laughs> um, and specifically the finale of the third, I won't uh-huh. explain what happens, but uh-huh. there are two different deaths in that finale. Okay. That one is only audio. Mm-hmm. It, you only hear what's happening, and you see the reaction of somebody who's listening. Okay, and it is one of the most disturbing things I've I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and it's all of that. It's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it's not actually as violent mm-hmm. as you think it is. Yeah, it's happening off camera, but your brain is is, mm-hmm. is filling in the details. And this is and yeah. it's like the opposite of this movie. Right. Right. Um, you have just so thoroughly talked me out of ever watching any more Bear. <laughs> <laughs> It could win the Emmy for best series, and I'd be like, "Good for them." I'm proud of Bill Hader. That's awesome. I'm never watching this the rest of the yeah. show. That's fine. Um, um, yeah, you have so some, uh, some notes. I have some thoughts. So okay. you know, the movie starts kind of traditionally enough for one of these movies, which mm-hmm. with that mission, that military mission, he yeah. encounters the Predator technology, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and then it cuts to small town. Little boy, yeah, he's autistic in a classroom, and it kind of stays there for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wrote down like, what the fuck am I watching? Because it, it's it, <laughs> yeah. it's so it's such a shift from anything we've right. seen thus far in the series, and it's so wild. It looks like a Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. and and I was just like, like what the what is this? What am I watching? And then it starts getting into you know the comedy land, I'm like. Even I texted you. Yeah. Spoiler. I, I texted Mike. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is so <laughs> weird." I like it's so yeah. strange. Um, yeah, and and, and well, I, let's just take a moment to talk about uh, the autism. I'm now. Uh-huh. I know you're all waiting for me to get on my uh, my snowflake SJW pedestal, <laughs> like my 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 soapbox, and I'll say, you know what. Fine. I don't. This isn't. I'm not going to uh, to go nuts. Being like the portrayal of autism is so offensive. It's a little offensive. It's just fucking dumb, though. It's so yeah. stupid, and and it it adds nothing, and it makes the plot seem dumber by being there. Yeah. I, yeah, like the boy. Uh, McKenna. He, <laughs> he figures out. <laughs> he figures out how to use a predator technology because mm-hmm. he's autistic. That's really the only reason. Is right. He, he's like he thinks it's a video game, and he he can translate it. He can read it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's translating. Speaking of translating. <laughs> oh, the subtitles. Oh, oh! I was gonna say uh-huh. when the predator uses the translator uh-huh. to, to like speak in English. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. It the voice they use sounds like the automated phone system at CVS. Yeah. Like, "Hello. Welcome to CVS." It's it is like I will only talk to McKenna. Like it's so so bad. Um yeah, so what what the cardinal mistakes that this movie makes that we talked about 
lots. Enormous cast. Um, and the thing is, like, imagine, if you will, bear with me for a second. You have a movie whose entire cast is Sterling K. Brown, Thomas Jane, Alfie Allen, Jake Busey, and Yvonne Strahovski. Like, you just take the last six names on the mm-hmm. Wikipedia cast. I, I feel like that could be a very good movie. <laughs> like, there's yeah, no guarantee, Tom, but it's like... If Thomas Jane was the main character? Yeah, he literally could have just played this guy. Like, yeah. Not one of those things where it's not like last time where I was like, "What if you switched Adrian Brody and Mahershala Ali?" Like this is this is A to this is one to one A. It's like, okay, Tom Jane is just ten years older than this dude. That's the only difference. Yeah, you know, he plays the same kinds of characters except he's a better actor. Um, but it's so crowded, and it's not just crowded with cast members. It's crowded with ideas. It's crowded with uh-huh. uh huh. Uh devices and creatures and words words and and plot mechanics and just like like the plot of this is such a fucking overloaded mess it's crazy the it's it's not a very sensitive movie to mental illness no (laughs) no but thomas jane's character has Tourette's, yeah which is just used comedically Mm -hmm. as a comedic device and like, for example, one of his ticks is a, is shouting "fuck me in the face" with an aardvark, and everybody would be like, "weird." It's just like, what the fuck? Sorry, not to not to beat mm-hmm. up Olivia Munn, but anytime she has to swear or like say one of Shane Black's like mm-hmm. stupid jokes, it just it fucking just falls onto the floor like a dead cat. Yeah. Yeah, she's not a good actress. And also, I will never forget, I was in a car, a long car ride once. This must have been almost almost 15 years ago. But I just wanted, I want to clarify that I was in a car. I was captive. It was not my choice. I had to listen to almost an entire episode of Loveline. Um, mm. And, that, you know, I, which I would listen to occasionally when I was 16, but not when I was in my mid-20s. But she was a guest and she went on the most unhinged tangent basically talking about how jealous she was like in a good way of Megan Fox and basically talking about how hot Megan Fox was but that wasn't the crazy part the crazy part was that her whole argument for how and why Megan Fox was so hot was all the surgeries that she'd had done mm. so it was like her her fake tits are amazing. Like her lip filler is so hot, and it's like and it's like the, her Botox looks so good. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ! What does what does this world? What does show business do to these poor yeah, people? It's, it's real brain worms. Yeah, uh, brain worms is the perfect way of putting it. Uh, yeah, but I agree, she's not good, um, and she hasn't been the lead in a lot of movies, and there's a reason why. Yeah. Um, so 30, 36 minutes in and we get not only your one beautiful motherfucker, <laughs> your one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. We also get a get to the choppers, but they're mm-hmm. talking about motorcycles. Yeah. It's just so, it's like the whole thing. It, it's, it's just trying to be clever. It's never trying to be funny. It's just trying to be clever. And, yes. and it feels like. 
to go back to the sort of MCU comparison, like this to me feels like the worst of the MCU. I'm not a person who I'm, I'm, you know, some people have zero patience for the Marvel movies. That's not me. I like some of them. I like some of them a lot. Um, I enjoyed going through the whole first phase up through Avengers Endgame, but then when that same here. when that movie came out, I was like, "Cool, that's enough for me. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much done now." And 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 there were some movies that I really disliked, but I will be very quick to acknowledge the deleterious effect that the success of these films has had on show on Hollywood in general, um, yeah. because it's not these aren't movies and I don't, I'm not talking about the Scorsese thing of like, I mean, I agree with him. Uh, and, and when he first gave that interview, I was like, ah, grumpy old man yelling at people to get off his lawn. But the more these movies kept coming out, the more I was like, he's right. These aren't really movies. It's content. They're like making content, you know? Um, and they're all just little pieces of a machine, but it's, it's this thing where it's just like, this feels so so bereft of soul or uh, or or anything like even though it's weird, it, it it still does feel like almost all of the things that like don't fit. It's not because somebody had this incredible inspired idea. It's because too many people, or just Shane Black himself, were like, we got to put all this different stuff in here. They're going to mm-hmm. love this and they're going to love that. And this is going to be so clever. And oh, everybody's going to, this is going to be a clap moment and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, and it, they're wrong about all of it. Like, mm-hmm. none of it is what anybody who's like, Predator is one of my favorite movies, wants. No, that, that audience member who's like Schwarzenegger, you know, Bill Duke, Carl Weathers, couple, just a bunch of dudes hunting in the jungle. And this mm-hmm. movie, this movie's like two giant fuck yous, just two big birds in the face of like Predator, which is why we're all here. It's the only reason this movie is being made. Right. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I mean, we could just list our list of grievances because I really <laughs> don't have much good to say. Yeah. Um, maybe it's better just just move on. Okay. Um. Let me let me just look. I haven't thought about electric fences in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> They've kind of gone the way of like quicksand in movies. Yeah. Um, the uh, oh, what's the thing? Oh, everybody knows exactly what's happening all the time. Have you, did you notice that? Like Olivia Munn will look at an iPad and be like, "Are you kidding me? This thing has human DNA," and then people just know the predators motivations yeah. immediately yeah it's so lazy and- it's lazy it's frustrating well and, and again that's the thing is it's is it is it also feeds into that whole thing of it's like it's about cleverness none of it's about like none of it's motivated by the actions of a character or mm-hmm. or anything that like sort of makes sense it's all just like what's the coolest thing to say right here exactly exactly all right Unless you have anything more to add, let's just no. you know. Let's. I don't know how fun it is for us to yeah. like, This movie fucking sucks. If you disagree, send us an email. We'll read it. We'll read it on the air. I would. Yeah, I mean, happily. No, no, uh, no judgments. Yeah. Uh, if you do, okay. So we got a cartel member that gets sniped in the head by McKenna. Haynes uh, is killed and skinned by the predator. 
Dupree gets shot with a plasma caster. Two scientists, three guards. Uh, no, no, more like 13, 14 <laughs> guards. There's some guards get killed with shurikens and wrist blades. Um, someone, a douchey dude, gets blown up uh, by the mask plasma caster. The fugitive predator gets his face bashed in by the ultimate predator. Um, two, three, four. Oh my god, there's just so many deaths. Two G men get killed by wrist blades at McKenna's house. And then two more are shot by McKenna. A G man guarding the brackets blown up with a grenade. Sapir gets shot in the eye with a tranquilizer. Um, three of, Tra- of Traeger's men get killed by knives by the loonies. Lynch gets shot by the ultimate predator. More of Traeger's men get killed by the, the loonies. More G-Men. Uh, two get decap- three get decapitated by a cable. Oh my god, there's so many. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip some of these. Traeger gets his head blown off by a plasma caster. Baxley gets shot um, with coil. They shoot each other to, to euthanize each other. <clears throat> Nettles gets his legs cut off by the force field and falls. Nebraska gets sucked into the jet engine or throws himself there. Also, by the way, like he makes a big deal about having shot himself. He barely shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like he had a like a uh, lightning bolt. He's a trained marksman. That's just a cry for help. Yeah, that's like a uh, horizontal that... slash. The um the ultimate predator gets blown up and shot. All that shit. All right. What was your favorite death? Um, I don't know. I guess you know when the super predator busts in to McKenna's house and comes down through the ceiling of the basement, mm-hmm. and he grabs one of those G men, as you refer to them, and with his wrist blades, he like punch stabs him like eight times. It's very gruesome. Yeah. Completely fake. CGI doesn't feel real at all. But I remember thinking like that's kinda crazy. And yeah. and it's like a it's an interest there 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 are shreds of interesting like of uh, set pieces and stuff in here. And it's like if that was done better, slow this movie also moves way too fast. We never talked about that, but it's like too too fast, also too long yeah. so, somehow. It's exhausting. Um but yeah, anyways, like the whole idea of that huge predator, like just fucking ripping through the middle of a suburban house is like kind of interesting in theory, but the execution is not very good. Anyways, so that's my pick, I guess. I also liked, sort of liked, but also was similarly exhausted by that truck full of army guys driving into the cable and getting all their heads cut off. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I hope that wasn't your pick. I feel bad if it was. No, no. I, I'm nothing if not consistent. I think it's a spine skull rip from the, <laughs> the, the ultimate predator ripping out the spine and skull of the fugitive predator. Sure, sure. Uh, I also uh, liked when the guy's like, you're not going to sh- kill me with a trank gun. And he shoots him right in the eye and kills him with a trank gun. I yeah, that was a good gun. little beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moments that didn't age well. I mean, there's a, movies. Only, it's only like three years old. There's yeah, it's like old. three and a half years old. There's a bunch, but it's the yeah. thing is they're not really. It's not about aging. They shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll nominate. There's a couple of 
instances of the R word getting yeah. thrown around as a, that, as a big punchline of a mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. I think it's just it's general attitude. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> age well. No, no, this was something that, that was like, I feel like they tried to capture something that had stopped being popular already. And like, yes. a, like a year and a half later. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with, uh, yes, the R-word sequence that you're talking about, all the portrayals of, of autism stuff, it's just like, it's not necessarily disrespectful, it just sort of belies a complete lack of understanding about autism yeah. and the autism spectrum, and, you know, it's just, it makes you go, why did you put this in, and, and how many people had to sign off on this and be like this is good stuff was this should be in this 88 million dollar movie mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's kind of amazing that it it, it is deadpool it's deadpool's yeah. fault really yeah i think at the end of the day it's deadpool's fault <laughs> probably um all right uh, on the giant carpenter fear meter i mean what i don't know three yeah i think that's right as long as 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 long as we're making sure that's the lowest for the series right it is i think so to me it is the least scary of all six movies that we watched yeah if we've done something lower than a three or or have already given out a three uh bump this one down half yeah half a point precisely okay Okay, finally, wed better behead. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Pretty... I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. You go um, first. I this movie, like I said, um, spiritually bereft. Um, visually, parts of it look good. The, the DP, this guy Larry Fong, he's he's fairly talented. He's done some pretty good movies. Um, you know, the camera work is is fine it's just that it looks like shit because it's you know it's the cgi thing Mm. um the acting at the top is bad the writing is bad uh the concept is uh a mess uh and before i give my final rating i'm just going to i want to leave everybody with this um wikipedia section controversies Director Shane Black hired his longtime friend Stephen Wilder Striegel, known professionally as Steve Wilder, for a minor unauditioned role in The Predator, in which his character repeatedly tries to flirt with Brackett, played by Olivia Munn. Wilder has been a registered felony sex offender since 2010 when he pleaded guilty to enticing a minor by computer after he attempted to lure a 14-year-old girl into a sexual relationship via email. A few days before picture lock on the film, Munn became aware of Wilder's history and approached Fox executives, insisting the scene be removed. Black defended his casting decision and his friend, until later issuing a public apology and rescinding those comments after much backlash. Fox released a statement saying they were unaware of Wilder's status and confirming that the scene had been cut from the film. Co-star Sterling K. Brown tweeted in support of Munn, but initially... Most of the other actors on the film remain silent. God damn, man. This is what a fucking nightmare. Uh, behead. <laughs> well, good for Mun for standing up for herself. Yeah. Uh, she could be a, uh, a, a decent person, I guess. She's just not a she's not cut out to be an actor. All right. An actual predator in predator. <laughs> there you go. What better way to end the series than with a real predator? 
Yeah, this movie is a total. It's just a fucking mess. It's it's annoying. It's um, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exhausting. I I watched it over the course of two days, uh, and I don't think that really, if anything, it helped my viewing of it. <laughs> okay, because I could take a break in between. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Fuck it. Behead. Okay. Great. Um. All right. Well, uh, my other the the opening line that I considered for the uh, blood and guts check that I ended up not going with was what because I I I still wasn't sure how to read you. I was pretty mm. sure we were on the same page, but mm-hmm. earlier today I was like, I was gonna open with. I bet you were so fucking sure AVP Requiem was the worst movie in this series. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come back, give out some superlatives, and then rank these movies. Let's I do think it. our lists are going to be identical. That's my new suit, Bubba. Hope they got into 42 long. Okay. We're here with our superlatives. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. Okay. Let's go with best slash worst actor. Okay. I, cool. uh, you know, there's a lot of big names in this series. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not all of them are great actors. Some are <laughs> compelling to watch. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'll go first. I'll give mine. I wonder if we have the same one. I think it is the. Uh, he's an actor who's always he always delivers. Oh, we're uh, doing best always... actor first. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. Do you cool. want to do worst? No, it's fine. No, no. I just wanted to make sure we're doing best. Yeah. yeah. I'm just confirming. Um, I think Danny Glover. Deserves the honor for best actor for Predator Two. Mm. Uh, I, I I think at the end of the day, other than like a Lawrence Fishburne, he might be the most accomplished actor in all of these movies too. Yeah, I mean, who else? I mean, Adrian Brody. You know, Adrian can, Brody. Yeah, he's yeah. won Oscars. Yeah, Glover, and, and I don't know. Glover. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of Mahershala Ali's career goes, but he's certainly. He's he's on a short list of of you know like he's an a I think he's 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 maybe not a list in terms of box office but I think as in terms of like getting a good actor for your movie I think he's pretty high up there right yeah. now especially after and it's like, Green Book oh, sorry, sorry. yeah uh, sorry about that a little bit of delay is making no it's fine um, yeah I think Glover uh, he's one of the best parts of that movie just. His great screen presence. Anyway, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I would. I. It's it's hard to disagree because it's like, because again, it's like if we talked about this a little bit when we covered Predator Two, like Arnold is a sort of supernatural presence. He's the biggest action star of all time, mm-hmm. um, because of his you know physique and his sheer charisma, and and he's very good, uh, but. You, you, it's almost like saying like good movie versus like, 
you know, most satisfying blockbuster where it's like, you, you, right, Schwarzenegger's right. not really there for quality so much as he's there for like bombast and, and sort of excitement, you know? Yeah, he gets by on charisma alone. Yeah. In yeah. presence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But no, I, Eric, am, I'm going to zig and zag. Uh, I'm going, and, and I, I think that Danny Glover is a great pick. But for me, the best, the most important performance in this entire series is Kevin Peter Hall as the oh. Predator. Oh, great call. That's a good, that's a good pick. Uh, just, I mean, we've seen, you know, lots of people in suits and in, in makeup doing all sorts of crazy stuff in movies. But that man created... Uh, a, a full a, like the he 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 created the way that the predator moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he creates a, this imposing figure, um, and and a, he does so much with with you know the ability to do so little. You know he can't do any face acting at all, um, mm-hmm. and his physicality is just really incredible. Um, and I think he does really great work in both of the first two movies. And then I think that there is for me, I didn't complain about it much because I think we had enough other things to talk about. But it, it, nothing ever comes close in the in the in the later four movies in terms of like all the other predators don't really feel like the predator mm-hmm. to me because they don't move like Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great pick. All right, all right. the uh, other side of this coin, worst actor. Why don't you kick us off? <laughs> okay. Well, this was sadly not easy. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. they're, 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 you know, this, this will surprise no one. Uh, we're about to go into our rankings, but I think, I think there's a clear delineation in this series between like sort of the top half and the bottom half. Um, and, and, you know, all you have to do is have listened to these six episodes to know, uh, you know, three of these movies we liked and, and three of these movies yeah. were, were kind of bad to varying degrees. And so from those three bad movies, there is there's a a lot of people to choose from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm and I'm wondering to a certain degree how much like recency bias is creeping in just with yeah. with this one that we watched, you know, both of us I think finished watching yesterday. Um but I will say for the disparity between what is required of the role and what is delivered, I have to go with Boyd Holbrook. Yeah. He, I think he is a profound failure as a leading man in The Predator. <laughs> uh, I don't, to be clear, I don't think he is the least talented actor in this series. And I don't mm. think he delivers the worst performance in this series. But I decided to to make this decision based on he he's the biggest disappointment in the series. Yeah, I I, I think it's tr- I think that's pretty true. It's not my pick, but my pick is also from The Predator, uh-huh. and I had to think about it because is, is it just because I just watched it? All, you know, yeah, you yeah. Kinda, you touched on that, but I was like, no, because the other bad movies were bad in different ways. Mm-hmm. And this one was the only one that had actively annoying characters, like characters who irritated yeah, me. I agree. Uh, and Boyd Holbrook, yes, for sure. But for me, I've already kind of hinted at my pick. 
it's got to be Olivia Munn. Yeah. I, I'm happy she's not. I mean, listen, I want everybody to have the most success possible. She's now married or has John Mulaney's child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need to see her in things anymore. It, yeah. I'm sick of her shtick. Yeah. And I just don't. Yeah, whatever. I'm not, you're tired. not a, listen, you're tired of this. You're tired of this women's lib shit. <laughs> yeah so Olivia Munn sorry you can't really deliver a joke nope and I mean and, and just to, to help you out here I think I think that, that is also one of the biggest issues with the career of Olivia Munn is that one of the things that's even harder than being an interesting actor is being a funny actor uh huh and comedy's she, hard comedy is very hard to do and she's like i'm a com- i'm a comedic actress and it's like what why don't you start yeah. with just like pretend to be a real person and maybe we can go from there <laughs> yeah. it's like no i'm gonna jump right into the deep end i'm cracking jokes with everybody and it's like okay if you if you insist yeah she is very pretty i'll give her that yep okay what's next next we have dumbest ending for me this is a two horse race um i'm trying to think of the other dumb ending oh okay well i'll tell you because i'm going to pick it now Um, okay uh i think the dumbest ending in this entire series in a squeaker goes to avp requiem and Mm. the the scene of (laughs) Uh, of tr- delivering the alien, the predator technology to Ms. Utani. Oh yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the line in that that's like, hold on, I'm gonna pull up this quote, which I should have had already, but it's pretty easy to Google at it's, least. It's, oh, I used it as a. Um, <laughs> it, the man puts it down and he says, "The world isn't ready for this technology." But it isn't for this world, is it? <laughs> Ms. Yutani. Ms. Yutani. Big reveal. The second half of Wayland Yutani. Uh, okay, anyways, I thought that was an incredibly stupid line and just like a very dumb, really the sort of thing that almost defines a lot of what the Predator is going for is like, man, these guys, these, these, these people are going to love this. This is going to be so good. It's yeah. Like, oh, how wrong you are. You what a whiff. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about you? Speaking of whiffs, I got to go back to The Predators. <laughs> oh, just For... the first one. The Predator, not Predator. The Predator, sorry. yeah. Okay. No. Uh The Predator. Uh-huh. Um Predator. When uh Predator, I'll be happy not to say this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like him saying his dumbass li- <laughs> It's my new suit, Bubba. Oh, hope they have it a yeah. 40 long, 42 long, <laughs> and it's a fucking Iron Man suit. It's just yeah. straight up Iron Man. It, except it has Predator dreads, and it looks fucking stupid. It looks, it looks stupid. really oh, bad. So bad. And just like, who in the audience was like, fuck yeah, yeah, we're going to get more of these. Like, no, fuck. It's what a, what a mess. Yeah. Um, also, I have, uh, I have pretty bad news for you. Um I know you were looking forward to not having to say Predator anymore, but uh, 
the next series we're going to be covering is surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So uh, <laughs> buckle up for round two. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Our last, right. our last superlative. Most dangerous game. Yeah. Man, <laughs> obviously. Man, yeah. In the general sense, but which man or woman? That's a good question. I no. Why don't you go? Do you? Well, want to... Yeah, I went first last time. You, go you went first last time. Yeah, first. Um, as the only person I truly believe capable of besting a predator mm-hmm. in combat <laughs> in the jungle, a one, Mister, well, Sergeant, Lieutenant. No, what's Dutch's rank? Dutch. Uh. <laughs> it's Mr. Mr. Dutch. It's Mr. Dutch. <laughs> Dutch is a major, major Alan Dutch major, Schaefer. Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Well, Portrayed he's, by he's Arnold Dutch. Schwarzenegger. He's Dutch. You can tell from his accent. <laughs> ah, I Um Anyways, uh, that is the correct answer. There is no... Uh, like honestly, like the most dangerous game, I think after Dutch, it's probably Dylan. It's probably Carl Weathers. <laughs> like, yeah. and then I don't know, maybe even uh, you know Jesse Ventura. I <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Bill Duke. All any of the yeah. first cast, <laughs> right? Danny Glover, I love him, and but and but you had some you had some issues with is he really worth hunting and it, it, you know I yeah do, yeah I do think there's a little bit of dumb luck that leads to his survival and then I don't think anybody in any of these other movies um, made much of an impact so yeah you need to you need to give an award in this series to Arnie and and this is the one. All right, those are our superlatives. Okay. Now it's time for our ranking. All right. Mike, you want to you want to just briefly take us through the movies that we're going to be talking about? Absolutely, I would love to. Okay, we start off with 1987's Predator, directed by John McTiernan, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, and one other uh, U.S. governor uh, <laughs> and a bunch of other dudes. Uh, this is the one that started it all. Very simple: uh, a group of commandos in the jungle fights uh, an alien who's hunting them down one by one and miraculously arnie prevails in the end uh one of the greatest action movies ever made uh that's just me editorializing but uh i i challenge uh people to disagree with me uh followed up three years later by 1990s predator 2 uh directed by stephen hopkins and starring danny glover uh we also get uh, some really great Gary Busey, some Wet Hot Busey, um, <laughs> Bill Paxton, the return of Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator. This is Predator comes to L.A. in the near future, overrun by gang violence, and uh, and somehow loses to Danny Glover. Um, but you know, it's exciting, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's got it's got its 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 moments for sure. Um, yeah. Then the series. The canonical Predator series takes a long break. But in the meantime, we get two crossover films. 2004's Alien vs. Predator, uh, directed by Paul W.C. Anderson. I'm just kidding. It's W.S. That's a (laughs) reference to the Alien vs. Predator episode. Uh, This one stars Sonai Lathan 
And uh, you get a little appearance from Lance Henriksen, sort of reprising his role from the alien from Aliens and Alien Three. Um, eh, this is the one where aliens fight predators, and these two massive sci-fi horror franchises collide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also the only movie in this series rated PG thirteen. Um, oh right, yeah. Yes. Then followed by the um, direct sequel and really the only movie in this series the only direct sequel in this series that actually follows the plot that doesn't completely start from scratch really other mm-hmm. than than the whole idea of a predator alien versus predator requiem from 2007 directed by the brothers strauss who are <laughs> special effects guys uh, who were willing to work on the cheap this movie stars no one you remember unless you are uh, encyclopedic about uh, aught, like late aughts TV actors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one continues the battle between aliens versus predators. It may be most noteworthy for featuring the Predalien alien-predator hybrid taking place in Colorado and having a kind of fun ending uh, that echoes Return of the Living Dead where they blow up a whole town. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much it and then we have our last two we return to the canonical predator (laughs) predators that's gotta be I'm fretting that's gotta be some guy's nickname right the predator the predator (laughs) (laughs) this is one of somebody's college buddy Um, so we have 2010's predators Uh, this is sort of the return to the predator proper franchise uh, starring Adrian Brody, and I think through a lot of people, um, yep. and uh, a large cast, uh, a lot of interesting, decent performances. Walton Goggins, Topher Grace, we mentioned Mahershala Ali a couple times, Danny Trejo, Lawrence Fishburne, Alice Braga, uh, Oleg Taktarov. Anyways, um, this is the one where they go to the Predator hunting planet, uh, and they're they're all game in a sort of. Uh, intergalactic wild game preserve mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah this returned to the r rating in the in the proper predator franchise and then finally we have the predator which we just covered on this very episode 2018 directed by shane black shitty shitty <laughs> all right all eric right. let's start from the bottom number Kay. six number six mm-hmm. i mean why beat around the bush the predator the Predator. My pick for number six is also The Predator. Right. Um, yeah, if you know why we didn't like this movie. We have discussed it at length. Um, I don't think this ever, for me at least, it's we've, we've had bigger gaps certainly between sixth and fifth. There are some other bad movies in this series, but there was no hesitation in my mind after I, I finished watching this last night. Um, going into the series, I wasn't quite sure. I was like... I know mm-hmm. some of the AVP movies are pretty bad. I know I really didn't like The Predator. We'll see. Maybe I'll sort of reevaluate. And I think that I maybe disliked this even more watching it the second time. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of liked Requiem. I did. Yeah. Um, so let's, but let's, for my, let's get to that. Uh, let's get to that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to get to that yeah. right now because number my five. number five is Alien versus Predator Requiem. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to tell what's happening through a lot of that movie which i think really it's a real handicap (laughs) it's a real handicap 
I did not care a lick about any of the human characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some really fun, mean stuff in it, like mm-hmm. like a chest a kid, chest burster coming out of a kid and like pregnant ladies bursting apart with <laughs> aliens. Yeah, yeah. So there's at least that, but yeah, that's good. It's gonna be my number number five. Okay. What about yourself? Uh, I this is the one part where we will deviate slightly. I don't think this okay. is a massive surprise. Um, but, uh, I do think that my number five is alien versus predator. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily I, I'll say for, for three reasons. One, um, I think the predator series is interesting in part because of the way that predators hunt humans uh established first in you know in a central american jungle and then in a city in this movie in a suburban setting uh and and this just doesn't feel like that it's mm-hmm. like it's a very different kind of movie it takes place in antarctica it does in the Arctic but it really but see, it could take place on a spaceship it's all in an yeah, ancient yeah. temple underground yeah uh, and in part you know and part of that too is the second reason why i put this movie fifth instead of fourth I don't think this is a predator movie. I think this is an alien movie. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. That has predators in it. Um, who chases down our heroine at the end of the movie? An alien or a predator? You're right. It is a giant alien attacking a. Pre- yeah. They have to. The they have to team up with a predator to. Def- no. Yeah, yeah. It's this one. Yeah, it's this one. Yeah. Jeez. So that's strike number two, and then strike number three, and to me, the most damning of all is this is PG-13, and that just does not work for this series. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so those are my complaints. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I think I gave it a bed, if my memory serves me. I think it was a bed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for those reasons, it is fifth on my list. That's interesting. You brought up a lot of good points. Um, it being primarily an alien movie, I didn't really take into consideration. And also the PG thirteen ness I didn't really think about. So let's let's just pull an audible here and okay. flip flop. Let's just we're so far in sure, the next step. Sure. I also have a an interesting peace offering for you that uh, I'll extend perhaps when we finish ranking this franchise. We'll, we'll get okay. there in a second. Um, okay. okay. So then your number four uh, is now going to become. AVP Requiem, which you just AVP spoke. Requiem. Yeah. yeah. So so for me, the reason I have this a spot higher is, is you know, you mentioned the things that were sort of positive about it. It's very violent in a sort of creative way. It does have a sort of mean streak that I found uh, more appealing than the PG-13-ness of AVP. Yeah. Uh, I cannot, you know, I cannot defend the darkness that everyone, it's, it's bad. It is not good. Um, it is hard to see what's going on. But but as I said when we covered the movie, uh, it has this sort of B-movie feel that I kind of got into. It was like mm. the enjoyable kind of shitty movie for me. And uh, yeah, so it worked a little bit better. So as a little bit of defense for a- mm-hmm. uh, AVP, which I, w- I will not change, mm-hmm. but... I do want to say that I it, it it is a goofy kind of filmmaking that doesn't really happen anymore. That Paul mm. W S Anderson, yeah, uh, this like big budget, super slick action horror movie mm-hmm. 
you know, that he does. And I was not going to say he does well, but that he does. Yeah. That I was a little bit nostalgic watching sure. this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fun in a goofy way. But yeah, other than that, it's. I was surprised I didn't hate it. It's yeah. The best thing I can say about that movie. Yeah. And I mean, I'll just repeat something I said earlier. I do think that both of these movies are quite a bit better than The Predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So now let's cross the dividing middle line. I think we're going to be in lockstep the rest of the way here. Uh, I think so. So why don't you kick us off? Number three, I, what I imagine we'd consider the first of the okay to good Predator movies. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought long and hard about this because I don't remember what I said about mm. part two. Okay. But as I was thinking about this list, I thought about what's in my heart. Um, I think I'm going to go with Predators for number three. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce um, that? Predators. <laughs> predators. <laughs> Man, what a mess. Um it's a really fun action movie. I yeah. like, I really did mm-hmm. enjoy watching it. Yeah. But I think the next two on the list have some extra nostalgia points. Totally. That, that are kicking it yeah. up the line. I think uh, I'm yeah, yeah, sorry. Do you want to say a bit oh, more was, about I was going I was going to throw to you actually. Okay. Yeah, so I I I agree. I think Predators is number 3. And I and I could even go a little further with why or to maybe sort of defend you against yourself. I don't think it's just nostalgia. I also mm-hmm. think that, you know, especially if you're comparing, let's say, Predators to Predator 2, I think you have a better cast in Predator 2. And I think that the action, the way the action is executed via practical effects and stunts and yeah. sets is just all more appealing in a tactile way and also just more interesting to watch than than what is a very fairly CGI heavy movie for Predators. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I agree. But I think it's a it's a it's a decent cast. It's a really good concept. I think I think it's, you know, points for being a more creative sequel than mm-hmm. Predator 2. You know, it is it's it's yeah. the third it, I would only consider those three to be canon. Yeah. <laughs> these, yeah these three these three yeah it'd be nice if we could wipe this last one from existence okay so number two number two we gotta go with the deuce yeah. predictably predator two let's yeah. just talk about it sure it's um yeah it, it's it's a really interesting sequel it is fun seeing the predator in los angeles mm-hmm it has its pro- it has its problems. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sitting here saying that it's a perfect movie. But Agreed. Yeah. It's an enjoyable movie. There's some new innovations with the Predator's weapons mm-hmm. that, like, in my child brain, right. I remembered more clearly than the, the f- stuff in the first movie. And and it's a great contrast between that and the Predator, where it's like the Predator they throw like seven or eight things at you, and you're like, wait, what dog? What is this? And then his suit does that, and then there's a new one, and then there's like they're hybrids and this one's like he's got a discus he throws now and Uh and a net (laughs) in a net yeah exactly and that's it oh the discus is cool (laughs) yeah and it turns out that if you try to sneak around his his heat vision he can switch to a different kind of vision and it's like great Mm -hmm. those are three cool incredibly high concept conceits that i like just just much more satisfying to me 
you know? Um, yeah. And I do think that even though the cast of predators is solid, I think, you know, again, we talk about like funness, excitingness of the cast versus talent of the cast. I think this is maybe the most talented cast of the series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Paxton Glover. Yeah. Um, Ruben Blattis, um, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. Uh, you got the guy from lethal weapon and Robert Davi Mm -hmm. and Gary fucking Busey, Gary Busey. I forgot about Gary Busey. Yeah. Yeah. He's so fun in it. It's like Gary Busey. You, if you forget Gary Busey's in it and he shows up, you, you, you have to go. Oh yeah, Gary Busey's in this. This, yeah, exactly. I remember he's fun in this. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> that's Predator Two. All right, that leaves number one, the first Predator, the one that started it all, Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Mc. What is it? What is what's happening? Jesus, rats, fireworks. No, no. Oh, fireworks. okay. They, I've heard louder through the through the microphone. Well, my door, my door is closed. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, Predator one. Uh, I lost my train of thought with this giant. I, I got Sorry. something. I got something to say about the first Predator movie. Um, you know, let's set aside for a second uh, whatever crimes he may have committed that sent him to fe- federal prison for a couple of years, but. <laughs> But John McTiernan is is an incredible action director um, for a lot of reasons. I, I, I talked about this at length in the first episode, this idea of geography uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of scenes and shots. Um, and I think I've been thinking a lot about Predator again, uh, as I just saw last week, and I'm probably going to go see tomorrow for a second time, Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, uh, which is a movie that I unabashedly loved, and in uh, in large part because I think it succeeds in doing a lot of the things that Predator succeeds at, which is is making decisions that in retrospect seem very simple, but then you watch a movie like The Predator from 2018, and you're like, I guess it's not that hard to make every wrong decision from beginning to end, uh-huh. you know. But it's like Maverick shares a lot of DNA with Predator, the original, which is just like, don't overcomplicate it. Um, S- very simple. Keep it simple. It Keep it effective. Uh, you know, know what people are here for and give them that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you hear that there is a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura and Carl Weathers are going to fight an alien and you're like, those guys are beefy as fuck. And then you show up <laughs> and they're shirtless for most of the movie flexing their biceps. It's like, you give the people what they came to see. You know, yeah. you fire a shit ton of guns in the jungle. You do some hunting. It's tense. It's taut. It's quick. And it's like the same thing. Again, Maverick is the sort of thing where it's like, you show up and it's like, what do you get? You get Tom Cruise kicking a bunch of ass. You get awesome flying around in planes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just get some exciting, dumb action movie shit. But it's like, it's all there. They did it. They 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 gave you all the stuff you wanted. You know, they didn't reinvent the wheel. They just didn't fuck up. They just made. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They just made a really good wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well put. I mean, really couldn't have said it better myself. It's a, it's an action movie masterpiece. It's fucking an adrenaline 
thrill ride. Both <laughs> movies. I'm talking about Maverick and Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Maverick see, fucking rips. If, if you have any any uh, affection for action movies, you owe it to yourself to see Top Gun Maverick in a movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. See it in a the movie theater. Yeah. It's incredible in the theater. So, uh, in, in proper order, Predator, Predator 2, Predators, AVP Requiem, AVP, and The Predator. That is correct. There you go. This was a fun series to cover for me. Yeah. We have another series. Hold that on. I think it's also going to be fun. Hold on. Hold the okay. phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is this Mia culpa? We promised our audience, and don't worry, I don't think this is going to take very long, that after we completed our viewing of Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator Requiem, we would oh. amend our canonical rankings of the Alien franchise. You're right. Yeah. So I'll remind you of how we landed um, on the original series. It was Alien in first Mm -hmm. place, Aliens in second place. And then I believe there was a little bit of debate. Oh, shit. Now I don't remember. Fuck. (laughs) Should we stop down and check? Yeah, let's pause for two seconds. We'll be right back, folks. Sorry about that. All right. So, Mike, what is the rankings that we determined for Alien? Okay. So, our rankings for the Alien franchise were Alien in first place, then Aliens. After some debate and a little bit of pressure from me, we moved Alien Covenant into the third spot. Prometheus, number four. Alien Cubed, number five. Mm-hmm. And Alien Resurrection pulling up the rear at number six. And, and I was just saying off mic, not that bad of a movie. No, the last one. No. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with this ranking anymore. Okay, so so let's start there. What of of this original six feels off to you? Three. It seems too low, and maybe I'm just remembering it. I kind of agree with fond, you. Yeah, fonder. <laughs> I, I would actually put it in the in. I would go Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, uh-huh. Covenant, Prometheus. Yeah. Well, I do like Prometheus though. Yeah, I mean, Prometheus is, is I think I remember talking about this, and Prometheus is a weird one because it's like high highs and low lows. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the dumb stuff is pretty dumb, but then some of it's pretty pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that's kind of why we landed where we did, and then I think the thing is is it's that all of the David stuff in Alien Covenant makes that movie, like, it it's almost like a good movie. <laughs> like not, mm-hmm. not like an aliens. Like, I mean, a, the first alien is a, a fantastic there. The first two are great films. The first one is like a legitimate great film, but it's like the David stuff in alien covenant to me, like in places starts to become like, Ooh, is this like a really like profound sort of interesting, yeah. like Gothic horror movie, you know? So do you want to move three at all? Cause Maybe I'm just remembering it better, being better than I. I don't need it. to, but I wouldn't. So you would want to put it up over Prometheus and Covenant. Nah, let's leave Sleeping Dogs. Okay, let's let Sleeping Dogs lie. Okay, 
think but it's no. Uh-huh. That deep, deep in my heart, I'm not sure we're right. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's okay, and I think it's good that we're at least restating that for the audience now so that they can know that this is not just, like, so cut and dry. Um, so I don't want to belabor this too much. Do you see either of the AVP movies getting ahead of Alien Resurrection, the our last place movie in the original Alien franchise? No, no, I don't either. I think, I I think Resurrection was like an okay movie that was like fun at times and, and yeah, interesting. I think I, occasionally, I didn't like the tone of it, mm-hmm. and but you know, it was still an alien movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes things simple. We're not going to adjust our one through six. We're simply adding a seven and eight, and yeah. now we get to what I was going to say. Which is ah. a big piece of my argument for why Alien vs. Predator was lower on my list is because it was an alien movie. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think it would be entirely inappropriate to say that in the context of this franchise, it may be better than Requiem. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a great call. Okay. Because Requiem for sure is a better Predator movie, and... AVP is a better alien movie. Yeah. yeah. I I love it. Okay. So there Let's you have it. it. In. Uh, from eighth to first, you have AVP Requiem, AVP, Resurrection, Alien 3, Prometheus, Covenant, Aliens, and Ridley Scott's 1979 classic, Alien. So I almost jumped the gun there about announcing our new series. I think it's going to be a good one. Um in the summertime mood, why don't you guys go out on the beach, go yeah. to the lake, go swimming. Blast some Mungo Jerry. <laughs> I was singing that to myself today, actually. It's a fun song. I was saying, if her daddy is rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy is poor, then do what you feel. It's like, what? Oh, Mungo Jerry. You scam. Oh, Mungo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a summertime franchise. Uh, which is behind the scenes. A lot of this, a lot of that, often thanks to me being slavish about the idea that we have to seasonally program. Yeah. Uh, even though maybe no one but me cares. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It is what it is. So, uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the lake, <laughs> what are we doing, Eric? <laughs> We're doing piranha. The yeah. Piranha series. <laughs> so that means we are covering 1978's Piranha by Joe Dante, uh, 1982's Piranha 2 The Spawning, James Cameron, of course, directed that one. And then we got a 90s remake of Piranha uh, 90, from 95. And then we got a little, like, uh, two movies on their kind of standing on their own. Mm hmm. Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 Double D. Yeah. They're not <laughs> not your mom and dad's piranha. <laughs> no. Um, so those are all available online. I think Piranha 2 The Spawning, you said, was on YouTube. Yeah. You're not going to be able to find it in traditional streaming outlets, but there is a... Uh, I checked it out. It's fairly low quality, but it's watchable. You know, so it's on YouTube. Cool. All but right. Yeah, so we'll be back next week with... Joe Dante's Piranha. 
Hell yeah. All right, right to our socials. You know what they are at this point. If you just tuned in for our yeah. predator ranking. If you want to crazy. Yeah, if you want to emphatically defend 2018's The Predator, please. I I swear right here and right now I will read your defense on the air and we will respond accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs>